back to Notes in the Margins, a Gilmore Girls rewatch podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Erin. And today we're going to be talking about that damn Donna Reed. Um, damn, damn Donna Reed. I, this episode is so stupid. I just. <laughs> I, it, it, it is a little filler. It's a little filler. I think for season one, it pushes um, the Luke and Lorelai storyline forward. Yeah, and I think it illuminates some things about Dean and the way they're starting to write his character. It's just like not that fun of an episode. I I just don't like. It. Okay, let's just get it's, into it. Yeah, sorry so, to be a hater up front. Greg watched this one with me, and he had some comments. Um, oh, I hope you wrote them down. I have them memorized. We get the opening scene. We are at Lorelai and Rory's house. Dean comes in with a pizza. It's clearly like a ritual, like movie night for them. And instead of watching a movie, they are watching old episodes of the Donna Reed show, which I had never heard of before Gilmore Girls. And it sounds a little like I Love Lucy-esque, but I also never watched I Love Lucy. So I have no idea if that's a valid comparison whatsoever. But it looks like it's basically about a 50s housewife, like putting dinner on the table for her family every day, cooking these elaborate meals. And, you know, Lorelai and uh, Rory are sitting there on the couch, like speaking over the dialogue and just like being so sarcastic about it and making fun of it because it's obviously of a different era, not a very feminist show. Um, but they're kind of making fun of the show because there's no plot. It sounds like, you know, it seems like there's nothing that's happening. And Greg piped in and he was like, hey, do you think that the show that Gilmore Girls is making fun of itself while they're doing this? Because nothing happens in this show either. And I wanted oh, to kick him. some meta commentary? Yeah. It's and not. I was like, it's definitely I, not. I was, like, I, I was like, I don't think they are. And I'd like to kick you out of this room right now because more happens on this show than you like to give it credit for. Yeah, so like... Lorelai and Rory are going on and on and Dean's kind of sitting there eating his salad on pizza night being like, I think the concept of, you know, a mom having dinner on the table for her family is nice. And then there's just a pregnant pause in which Lorelai and Rory are looking at him like, excuse me? And Dean goes, okay, I suddenly feel very unpopular right now. I and felt yeah. bad for him in this moment. I did and I didn't. I was like, you know your audience at this by now, you know? <laughs> I felt more bad for him here than when he and Roy continue to argue about it later. Because yeah, he, he just that. kind of like was thinking out loud, I think. But yeah, they're, they're not pleased. They try to explain the frivolity and ridiculousness of it all and the, the absurd expectations that were placed on women at this time. And... I don't think it's just not clicking. You know, he's got his salad. He'll be okay. Yeah. Um, he's getting <laughs> nutrients. He's getting nutrients. Unlike <laughs> these two. They're going to have yeah. scurvy any day now. Um, yeah. Luke, back at Luke's, or I guess seemingly the next day, uh, Lorelai's there and recommends a coat of paint. She thinks the interior needs to be freshened up a little, spruced, if you will. And he goes, I don't spruce. And Taylor, Dosey, we don't even like realize he's there, whips around on his like diner stool and is like, he won't spruce. 
And he (laughs) explains that he and the town beautification committee, which let's just pause for the existence of such an entity. A committee. Have have been hounding him for years, but he's a mule. (laughs) Faded Uh, paint is a bad reflection on the whole town. Oh my God. Taylor Taylor. is the most, he, he catastrophizes like no other. Um, yeah. such a drama king I love him I mean I hate him but I feel like I've gained new appreciation for him over the years he's like noted as one of the worst characters in the history of television he's on like multiple lists of like the worst TV characters but he's actually kind of camp yeah <laughs> he's totally camp yeah <laughs> kind of love him but you know Lorelai offers to help Luke paint so the fact that it involves spending time with her he like kind of acquiesces yeah Yeah. and Taylor is thrilled as can be it's not just a fun bit of town antics that I always love then at Friday night dinner this Friday night dinner is weird without really any explanation I don't know if it's meant to indicate that there's like trouble in paradise or what but there's like a lot of tension (laughs) um it turns out they didn't get their vineyard rental apparently they go in spring which makes no sense because yeah like you're supposed to go in the off season um (laughs) and they only go to seems like maybe it seems like maybe emily's fault i don't know they seem annoyed at each other um so you know lorelei suggests they go to europe and they look at her like she has five heads and they're like yeah we only go to europe in the fall every two years and she's like well, you know, break the chain, like, go for it. And they're like, it's, it's expensive to get first class tickets in the fall or whatever. And she goes, you don't have to, you don't have to fly first class. And their faces are, this is so good. Kelly Bishop and Ed Herman, like, comedic timing here is so good. It's so good. They absolutely really crush it. But, yeah, you know, I appreciate that they know their comforts and they build it in when it's within their means they're not yeah. you know Lorelai and Rory are gonna have money left to them I believe that them to be financially responsible folks I don't know that's it and that's all for Friday night dinner completely yeah. random this episode is kind of whiplash but then we go back to the stars hollow house Babette comes inside I think I don't even know if she knocks or just walks right in I think they she have walks a very right comfortable in. neighbor relationship but Apparently, Maury has a show at the Village Vanguard in the city. So he so is a musician, working is. musician in New he York. <laughs> we love it. And Babette invites Rory to house sit and look after their new kitten, Apricot, who has replaced Cinnamon. Apricot is such a cute name. For a little it's a really kitten. cute name. Yeah. And it's a cute little kitten. It's so right? cute. Not even a cat person, but like, wow. Kittens are cute. cute. And then they just yeah. become like evil cats. But... What can you do? So, again, another like cut to, I think, Rory waits for Dean after school or something, or vice versa. Yep. He pretty quickly, into them talking, makes a joke about, like, oppressed housewives shopping at Dozies on Thursdays, because I guess Thursdays are a busy day. And so Rory's like, wow, that's a little pointed. And they, they get into an argument, and she's trying to explain that, like, women in this time had no options and this this is what was expected of them and it wasn't favorable and he's like my mom makes dinner for my dad every day 
What does that say about her? And Lori, uh, Lori, Rory, Rory <laughs> pipes back and is like, it says your mom has a choice and those women didn't. And I think that's completely fair. And Dean just like can't seem to like wrap his head around the idea of historical context. I don't know. He's... Yeah, I'm pretty sure both of Dean's parents work. Yeah. Isn't she like a nurse or something? It's I think it's a dual income household. So for her to take on the extra homework and care work, I don't know. I don't know what their dynamic is or how that was agreed upon. But like, that's that's what they do. And that's great. That doesn't need to be everyone. It doesn't mean she's casting moral judgments on your mom. It's just that shouldn't be the default expectation of of all women and all mothers and all wives. And that's all she's trying to say. But he's just taking it really personally. And I I understand why he's a little sensitive because he's like, they're saying there's something wrong with my family dynamic. But it's just kind of like an immature perspective. They're both sort of talking past each other a little yeah. bit in this moment. Um, but I still think Rory is right and making her points better than Dean is. <laughs> She's no She's shit. smarter than him. Yeah. So. But they kind of leave it there. At Luke's Lorelai's helping him pick out paint samples after closing, it seems. He talks about growing up working at his dad's hardware store, which he's like converted to the diner. <laughs> They have a nice moment kind of reminiscing. And then he shows her his dad wrote an order on the wall behind the counter. And they're like crouching down, looking at it. And their heads are so close. Their faces are inches apart. There's so much sexual tension. And I'm just like, kiss, kiss, like yelling at the TV. Um, But of of course, you know, Luke's waiting on her. He's not going to make a move. They it's like something. It's like, in, um, it's like in that movie Hitch where Will Smith is like, "You go ninety, and they go the last ten When he's like trying to coach Kevin James on kissing on the roofs, and Luke's just hovering there at ninety, and we know that <laughs> Lorelai's not <laughs> not gonna go for the last ten. Um, she does not. But yeah, she goes home, realizes that she's lost um, Stella. Oh, which we should back up and explain. Yeah, I don't even know where this was introduced, but... Stella is introduced when Rory gets off the bus and her and Dean are having their fight outside of Dosie's. Um, So Stella is a baby chick that Rory has to document, I guess, the full life cycle of for her biology class. Um, And Lorelai, of course, has to name it as soon as, you know, Rory brings the chick home um and so first it's gonna be stanley and then lorelei and then rory's like well it's a she and then um lorelei uh names her stella so yeah but stella has gotten loose somehow she's gotten out of her cage and obviously lorelei knows it's very important to rory that she (laughs) retrieved the chick as it's probably chilton would probably give her an f knowing chilton standards yeah, um, I mean, if you can't be 10 minutes late to a test, I can't imagine what they'll do to you if, you know, you kill a chick or a frog. For, yeah, for they're not signs. they're not just going <laughs> to replace it for you. Um, So she immediately calls Luke, like, without hesitation. And, you know, of course, he comes right over. But and, she, and as soon as he and as this scene was great, as soon as he walks into the house, Greg, Greg goes, oh, she has to know what she's doing to him right now. Right. 
she does. She like grabs his arm. It seems very flirty. He doesn't know that there's an actual chick at the house. He's like, you know, they just were like in a spot where to your point, like they almost kissed and now she's inviting him over. And then, so of course, when we hear the chick chirp, he goes, oh, wow, you really do have a chicken here. And so, yeah, they're, they're hunting it. They're hunting it down. Um, and then later Lorelai tries to address his comment about, oh, there really being a chick in the house. And he just tries to, you know, evade it. Um, and thankfully Stella chirps at the right moment. So he doesn't really have to like answer the question anymore, but yeah, she's, it's ridiculous to me that she has no clue that that invite could have had a double entendre there. She knows um, what she's doing. What's that like TikTok sound? Denial is a river in Egypt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> she's in, no, I do. She, she does know what she's doing. She's just someone who is great at compartmentalizing and, and denying and not admitting things to herself. Anyway, Rory is in like scheming mode. She's plotting something. We don't quite know what yet. She heads over to Lane's house to borrow a weird CD. We discover Lane's floorboard CD filing system, which is how she hides her contraband. Yeah. I do love that she secular has secular music. That she has a whole category of what she calls pretty boy rock. And Rory's like, what before are you she opened about? her mouth, I was like, it's definitely Duran Duran. Like I knew yeah, exactly. That's exactly, exactly. And then it was Duran Duran. What is? What else? I forget. Like Duran Duran, the Wallflowers. Oh, or maybe the that Wallflowers. was Sad Boy. No, it was. Um, it was the Wallflowers. And then she had like punk, new wave. Uh, she didn't have any rap music. I would like to call she that didn't, out. She didn't, which seems out of character. Because yeah. I do feel like she might have, she might just have like not gotten, not to. gotten That's to also it. probably not. She also knew that like Rory wasn't asked, maybe asking for that specific category. Yeah. So she anyway. had a, she had jazz girls got yeah. it all, but Rory finds whatever she's looking for. Then we're back at that bats for Rory's house sitting and Dean comes to meet Rory and finds her in a like hoop skirt apron kitten heel disturbing situation <laughs> her hair is her, elevated in that yeah. headband like, situation we have pearls on i'm pretty sure yeah she went full full donna reed full method um mm-hmm. she's made dinner dinner and dessert and she's like it's donna reed night she's like like the dress he's like it's got a lot of circumference which yeah. was i liked that very funny yeah. He's like, you know, I don't, like, expect you to be Donna Reed. And she's like, well, classic, like, nerd Rory. She's like, I did a lot of research, and she was actually an uncredited producer and director. So she was, like, kind of a trailblazer in the industry. And she's, like, all excited and having all this fun with this, like, gross food and, like, playing house, basically. And it is, it's kind of fun. It's weird. It's, like, this fine line between disturbing and fun. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. I, I don't really know what to think of it, but it seems like she's, like, extending an olive branch and kind of making a fun night of it. But I don't know. It's still just fucking weird. But later, Dean and Luke are both taking the trash out at the same time and running to each other and just, like, have this very awkward exchange and then Rory and Lorelai come running out. And it's just, like, all so awkward because you can tell Lorelai and Dean are, like, 
what's Luke doing over at Lorelai's when Rory's not there? And while Lorelai expected Rory to have her boyfriend over to a free house while house-sitting, the outfit was not something she was expecting. And she's absolutely losing it at the apron and the pearls. And it's very funny. But then Rory loses apricot or apricot. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, they're not, they're not pet people. They're not pet people. <laughs> um, they cannot be trusted. But yeah, that's, that's kind of the evening. Again, not much, not much going on in these two episodes, but it's, I do love Lorelai poking fun at, at Roy and being like, what, what is going on with this? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love Luke and Dean's, they just do not like each other. No. They never Mm -mm. have, outside Mm -mm. of the context of their romantic relationships with the girls. Like, they just don't vibe. No, not at Um, all. And I love it. Yeah. I find it so fun. Um, Yeah. Back at at the end the next day, Michelle and Suki are bickering because Suki won't make him an egg white omelet because, like, purely on principle. She's like, I will not sacrifice my culinary expertise to make you something healthy that doesn't taste good. She made him a goat cheese and pancetta, like three egg omelet. And I was just like, damn. That sounds so that sounds good. so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're talking about the night before. And here, another moment where Suki's like, Lorelai, come on, we all know what's going on. She explains, because Lorelai makes a comment about how Luke was like, oh, you really do have a chick in the house. Like, what was he trying to say? And Suki's like, well, you know, it's it's code for, you know, come over and hook up for Netflix and chill, basically. And Lorelai's in such denial. Acting. Such denial. Acting like gets shocked and surprised. Off- gets actually like truly offended and like irritated with Suki and ends up like storming out of like the kitchen at the independence Inn. um and it's a little like okay this is like Suki is clearly like she's like struck a nerve because it's just like it's true and Lorelai for some reason again like refuses to admit that she could possibly have any feelings for Luke and again I the strength of the denial I, I like still am like murky on like exactly where it's coming from again yes we know she for some reason seems to think she can maybe do better she thinks she can do better getting it even when with people who seem to fit the criteria like max like she's just like not ready to open herself up romantically i think having a kid at 16 not being able to really date or have a real adult romantic relationship like the stakes are so high she's not someone who's easily emotionally vulnerable yeah. She shuts down very easily. I don't know. I think there's just like a lot of fear in having any type of romantic relationship, especially with someone who is a friend. Yeah. But then there all also is that weird side of her that you feel like she thinks she's too good for him and that's a little icky, but there's just so much going on. Yeah. She's so accustomed to just being so self-reliant. Yeah. And not being able to like get hurt in that way. She doesn't let her parents in, so they can't hurt her. She barely lets Suki in. Like, yeah. she keeps everyone at an arm's length other than Rory. And, yeah, she doesn't really have friends. She has townie people who, you know, they love her and she loves them, but they're not 
they're not close. They're not deep emotional yeah. connections. It's just like sort of like a shared history of living in this like kooky town all together. And they all got to watch Rory grow up and there's, yeah, it's different. It's different than like really, really knowing somebody. And letting, she putting almost, yourself in a position to get hurt. Frankly, next to Suki, Luke is the one in Stars Hollow who probably does know her next best, like for mm-hmm. real. Like at this point, yeah. Yeah. As evidenced by the 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 Christmas episode too. Mm-hmm. Where he like Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she does get she just gets extremely offended and like irritated with Suki for insinuating that like subconsciously Lorelai was maybe trying to get him over there for a little old business um <laughs> you can also tell i think it's important to know that suki is absolutely rooting for this relationship yeah like i think she, she stands yeah she wouldn't if she didn't think it would work out because obviously she's has a relationship with both of them and yeah. i think she really does see the potential um and i love that that's just yeah. nice yeah then at the grandparents' house, Emily and Richard are on the f- speakerphone with some guy bickering. Ar- Arthur, uh, Arthur, oh, oh, sorry. No, Arthur, Ar- Arthur Roundtree died. So they're going to get his place, his vineyard house. <laughs> They've secured a vineyard house. And they're just like, well, you know, he died. So we just snatched it right up. Like we jumped on the opportunity. And Lorelai is like, the both of you are going to hell. But then... You know, they're just, like, chatting about the week. Lorelai makes some kind of apron joke, almost throwing Rory under the bus. Rory somehow gets, like, out of having to explain the Dean Donna Reed date night, which I don't know if the grandparents really are into her dating some Stars Hall boy they haven't met and vetted, so that's for the best. Um, I guess she just, she's met Dean briefly, but Emily, but... Then Rory accidentally throws... Lorelai under the bus by being like thank god um Luke found Stella the chick and Emily's like why was Luke there and they keep trying to change the, the topic and she will just absolutely not let it go she's like following Lorelai into the kitchen like Lorelai Lorelai stop treating me like I'm an idiot like have enough respect to be honest with me he was there on Christmas he's always there every time I turn around he's there you're always talking about him. You're always at his diner. And Lorelai does finally admit that she might have feelings for him, just like because she's so exasperated. And uh, what does Emily say? How did I not she write says, this down? She says, thank you for telling me. Now we can discuss what on earth you could possibly be thinking. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, Emily is anti-Luke. She's anti-Luke, but Lorelai proceeds to plan a paint night with Luke for the following Friday night, assuming she can get out of dinner early enough to do so, file that away. He's clearly so stoked because it's effectively a date in his mind. He will just, any any chance he can, has to spend time with her. He's over the moon. It's a little pathetic, but it's very sweet. Yeah. And, I mean, based on how their kind of sexual tension has progressed in this episode, I understand him being excited, like, maybe this will finally, like, be it. 
Um, but we hear a very loud motorcycle sound. See one coming around the corner. Taylor Josie, of course, is there to provide color commentary. It's like, damn motorcycles. They're a scourge. And we get a great reveal because a man pulls up and is, says to Lorelai, nice shirt. And then he's like, take it off? Or yeah. Something yeah. insane because we're already standing yeah. right there. And yeah. off goes the helmet and it's it's Christopher. And Rory's yeah, like, Dad! And like runs over so excited. She she wants him to stay with them because he's seemingly in town to see them. And she rides off on his motorcycle. Lorelai just watches them go and is like, God fucking damn it. Like you you can tell she's wary about his involvement with Rory at all because he just has mm-hmm. not been consistent. He hasn't actively participated. He hasn't chosen to go out of his way to be a part of Rory's life and he's not a reliable person and she can just you see the whole scenario like flash before her eyes. Yeah. Also they have a lot of like unresolved they still have so much I mean we'll get into it in the next episode but like care for each other and they're kind of best friends like he seems like her childhood best friend in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot that's about to go down and it's very exciting. So it's these two episodes exciting. are just getting us to this moment. And I can't wait to talk about Christopher Returns. Yeah. Oh, so good. But for superlatives for the best fashion moment, obviously we have to give it to the Donna Reed costume. She really went all out. Yeah. Accessories, she- hairstyle. Yeah. She did look pretty cute. And turning around in like a day, seemingly. like Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, Porsche Alexis, but all looks adorable. Yeah. The little outfit. Um, for Beth Gilmerism, I have when they're talking about that damn Donna Reed at the beginning and, and Dean comes over. He's like, so it's a show? And they're like, it's a lifestyle. It's a religion, which is just like how they approach all pop culture. I really like that one. But I my other reference that I really loved is so because they named the chick Stella when Lorelai comes home and the chick is missing and Stella. she stands in the kitchen and she just goes, Stella! I think it's a Godfather reference or something. It's Godfather or what's the other one? Like all- Goodfellas? Yeah, it's Godfather. I know Goodfellas. it's from something. Right? Or is it not even either of those? Shoot. I should. I feel like I should know. I think I tried to figure it out. What is the famous line Stella from? A streetcar named Desire? That Never seems... mind. Wow. Very off. I am very no, wrong. That Edit that out. No, that seems wrong. No, I think it is. But Where it's like, is... I think Stella. Stella. Right? Okay, maybe I... Whatever. We're... Whatever. It's from a famous We don't movie. have our box set with the Gilmoreism guide to tell us right now. I, I do. Uh, well, we can I'll we'll find out later. later. <laughs> um, um, but I thought that was very cute and very funny. Um, no right, what's real the best needle, needle drop? drops, but we get a lot of troubadouring from Grantley Phillips. <laughs> Is he related to Sam Phillips? I think they're brother and sister. Are Sam? I need to Google things before we start recording. <laughs> Phillips and Grantley Phillips related. <laughs> what's the verdict? Uh, they might be brother and sister. They're not married. Okay. Whatever. Could be a coinkydink. 
would be brother and sister, but he's the town troubadour. We haven't really been introduced to him as a character yet, but he'll be here through the reboot and all. Best, Best town Luke, Luke, obviously. Just being a gem, and... always helping her out, always helping Lorelai out whenever she needs. Um, for best Gilmore yeah, girl, I have Rory because she's the least dickish. Lorelai is leading Luke on, seemingly. I don't appreciate that. Emily loses points at the end there for frowning upon a potential romance between Luke and Lorelai. And Rory was a great sport in the whole Donna Reed situation. She was. And was creative and fun. So good for her. She was. Yeah. Oh, I am so excited for the next couple of episodes. Next, like, three episodes, actually. Um, I know. I, think are I feel like really, we, really like, fun. zoomed through these. Frankly, I'm, like, so tired and I just don't care enough about these episodes. <laughs> given them that much more thought i'm sorry but we will have a lot we, to say about the next I think, ones yeah i think we gave these their due i think yeah. both of them i think both of them are slight filler episodes to be honest um so yeah it's been yeah. real happy fall happy fall happy stay hydrated stay hydrated 